This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, hang your cloak in a peg, grab a stool, come warm yourself by the fire. You are among friends. If you, if you got them, smoke them. <laughs> you can't say that too many places anymore, can you? Uh, remote viewer, medical intuitive, trans clairvoyant author, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, a good friend, is here in studio standing by with his predictions for 2016 and beyond. So hold on, hold tight, and we'll get to him in mere moments. Uh, Ian Robertson is here. The reincarnation of James Dean and or Eddie Cochran uh, is twisting the knobs and dials behind the glass. Albert Venzel is here running the HOA. And if you you want to watch uh, the live stream of the conspiracy show, just go to my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, at Richard, S-Y, because I love you, T. Go to the top or near the top of the Twitter feed, click on the tweet with the HOA link. It sounds complicated, but believe me, folks, it is not. Anyway, uh, just click on that feed and voila, you have arrived in the inner sanctum, and you can see me in the studio and Dr. Cottrell as well, and later uh, other guests and so forth. So, uh, and if you don't stream the, uh, if you don't stream it live on YouTube, you can go back and uh, on the YouTube channel, our YouTube channel, and watch it at your convenience. And the YouTube channel is the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, don't forget to check out the website strangeplanet.ca. And while you're there, become a member. Registration, free, fast, relatively painless. And once you're a member, uh, the really cool part is you can go back, access past shows all the way back to 2012, uh, the book club, uh, read about past guests, and so forth. So it's it's well worth the uh, two or three minutes that it takes to register. Again, strangeplanet.ca. Uh, Daniel Estulin, uh, the author of the True Story of the Builder Group. Do you know he uh, he was on the program recently? I had him on Coast to Coast. Daniel Estulin was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize. Uh, didn't win, but he was in the running. And how many of us can say that? Uh, anyway, you may recall his book, The True Story of the Bilderberg, Bilderberg Group, which was a huge, massive bestseller across Europe. Uh, 
Not so much here. Ah, go figure. Uh, however, a huge number one bestseller, and he has a new documentary out. It's just been released, and it's also called The True Story of the Bilderberg Group. And I'll be bringing Daniel Estelin to town from Spain in April to debut his film. He'll also uh, make a very special presentation, and I'll be presenting that. So stay tuned for more information on that live event. Details forthcoming at strangeplanet.ca in the live events section. And my webmaster is activating an online store at strangeplanet.ca so that you'll be able to order tickets right from the website. Again, Daniel Estelin, The True Story of the Bilderbergs, coming to Toronto uh, to present his documentary, and uh, he'll also uh, give a, um, a presentation. Details to be released soon on the live events page at strangeplanet.ca. Okay, we are nicely into 2016. So it's now or never uh, in terms of uh, predictions for the year ahead, and we are already getting plenty of indications that this is going to be a wild and woolly ride. And who better uh, to peer into the crystal ball uh, than Canada's Edgar Casey, remote viewer, trans-clairvoyant, medical intuitive, author, healer, uh, the author of Gems of Wisdom, The Complete New Age Health Guide, Secrets of Life, to name just a few... Douglas, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you, my friend? It's always a pleasure to be here and watch you work, Richard. It's, uh, uh, I, I enjoy coming into the studio. We make the trip in from Hamilton, where we have the Mini Mansion Spiritual Center, and it's always exciting to, to come and see and be with you. Well, it's great having you here because, you know, I don't have a lot of company. There's only a couple people that, I, that actually get in the studio, uh, my good friend Victor Vigiani and yourself. And other than that, you know, we, we don't. We just simply don't allow anybody. Oh, <laughs> just because I'm just a horrible host. Well, we just, three, right? Uh, we're a secret society. Here we go. We do constitute a... Uh, yes, this is the inner sanctum. So it's good to see you. Well, I don't know. Um, listen, you're, this is your beat. You, you have visions. You, you're a trans-clairvoyant. All I have is a... It's not, fi- it's not finely tuned, but like a lot of people, I just have this sense that we are on the cusp of something very, I don't know about cataclysmic, I'm not here to scaremonger, but we are in for a bumpy ride, whether it's, it's uh, the, the world economy, uh, whether it's uh, terrorism, whether it's some viral uh, outbreak, I don't know, but I, I think a lot of people would concur. We are on the cusp of something. Uh, something wicked this way comes. That's my sense. Am I uh, reading the tea leaves correctly? Um. Absolutely. Uh, the, um, you know, we've had other shows, other times when you've come up with some very good intuitive input uh, using your own uh, intuition. Uh, you're ac- absolutely right. People ask me, Douglas, in your book, uh, The New Earth, and it re- lists it, a couple of years ago when we wrote the book, it was talking about Syria and what's happening there. Uh, the predictions keep coming up in that book about uh, the changes, the earth changes, the political climates the things that are going on in Europe as well as, as our country in North and South America. Um, they asked me, well, what's going to happen when all these predictions you're making don't come true? And my response is, read the newspapers. Right. It's right. there now. The Toronto Star recently had Constant validation. Absolutely. I mean, my, my motto is faith is built upon belief and belief is built upon evidence. And why I got involved in the, in the metaphysical, spiritual 
world in the first place was because of my daughter Sherry right. and Ross Peterson helping her, and I had evidence that this really worked because he was the only one in the world that could tell us exactly what her problems were. So I just don't say things, uh, you know, for to, for self-aggrandizement uh, or glorification. I'm a true prophet, and what that means is that I say things that God gives me to say. That's my job. Or you have visions, or you... As a trans clairvoyant, you go into what you call a, a, quanta, uh, a quantum meditation. meditative, meditative mm-hmm. state, uh, which some of us call remote viewing, and you see these things. Do you ever, ever get scared? Are you ever shocked? I mean, you, you have children. You have grandchildren. Yep. Good question. Somebody once said to me, Douglas, you see so much in the world. What do you do when you see all these bad things happening? Uh, I say, well, I'm like a fireman. I uh, go to the house. It's on fire. I help put it out. I've done my job. I go home. And I feel good about doing it. Uh, scared sometimes, uh, especially when I see accidents or difficulties for people or even things that are coming at me. But we have this free will and free choice, which if things are in destiny, which you can avoid, then the dreamer vision is a warning on how to prepare for it. If we can avoid it... Uh, then it's uh, then that particular dream uh, is a use of your free will to, to do something about it so you don't go through the experience. So you have those two things. This is where free will comes in play, that you can do something and change it now, or you're going to suffer it. Or if you are going to go through it and there's no way to get out of it, then you can prepare for it. And that's the beauty of being able to see the future. But yes, I, I've seen bad things for people. I see good things for people. I get excited when they happen, and I feel not so happy when they do. But when I see things like I did a few years ago with the with the bank collapse in uh, Europe, I was telling people in Spain, there are going to be riots in the streets, there's going to be protests, there's going to be the banks going down. And the people around me, I, actually there was published in the Antar magazine, of a, I think an eight or ten page article on all these predictions, which have all come true. Right. And recently, most recently, you talked about China. And of course, I mean, their, 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 their stock market was in free fall. They had yeah. to shut it down, not once, not twice, I think three times. They had to actually freeze trading. Yeah, those uh, automatic trigger or Algorithms, whatever. yes. The world is run by algorithms. Yeah. This is, I uh, many years ago when this first came into the New York stock market where they had these computer... Uh, cool down periods. Uh, computer trading is the worst thing ever. And there's a movie out now about how somebody was manipulating the computer trading, but we won't go into that too much. But the point being is that when I see things, I report them. And it's like a newspaper reporter reporting a story. And some of the things we've seen are not nice, but also I've seen pleasant things where discoveries and uh, cures and inventions are coming about. But the idea is that we can we can see the future. And uh, I have a, on my website, douglasjamescoddrell.com, there's a video where a lady called up in uh, out west and she asked about her nephew. And I said he was uh, drowned and dead in a uh, stream or, or creek in uh, Colorado and that he would be found and face down like he was nude and two fishermen would find him. A couple of weeks later, that's exactly what happened. So I was seeing the event two weeks in advance and it was all documented. It's on my uh, website as a video. And the lady called back two weeks after that and confirmed it all and told us the Colorado papers were involved and they described exactly what happened and how the two fishermen happened to look down and see the body when all the robots and uh, other recovery experts couldn't find it. And I had described all that while I was on my radio show talking to this lady who I'd never met before. So I was able to see this event and describe what was going to happen. 
So if I can do that, and it is documented and is truthful, then, and other people can do it, then we can perceive the future. If we get to 2016, everybody wants to know what the economy is like. And on your show, last two years ago, we talked about China and this economic crash that's coming. We talked about gold going up. We talked about uh, the, the Chinese duking it out with the Americans, and there have been these near misses with ships and whatnot. I was foreseeing those things, either in dreams or in this ability to project my mind forward in time, which is called clairvoyance. But I get the sense that whether it's this year or next, we're getting a – there's like almost a convergence uh, that seems to dovetail with whether it's biblical prophecy, um, the Hopi Indian prophecy, the Mayan prophecy. I know people are focused on 2012 for the Mayan prophecy. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, but uh, I mean – I mean, I don't think, you know, if you study what the Mayans were talking about, it wasn't something that was going to happen, you know, right spot on the the winter solstice of 2012. Um, But, and and then again, you look at geopolitically and what's happening in in the world this year or next year, it seems like all of these things are are coming together. If you look at what happens in Syria, uh, in in Revelations, it talks about, uh, you know, Damascus being destroyed and, um, you know, Millions of uh, of armed you know soldiers gathering in the Middle East, all in one place. All yeah. in one place. All of these things are are happening. What scares you the most about what's out there right now? Maybe it's a vision you've seen recently, or or what's top of mind for you? Is it geopolitics? Is it the economy? What scares me the most is the people are naive. They're not listening. They're putting their head in the sand, and they're doing nothing about what's coming. That scares me, because that means people are going to suffer needlessly. The point being is what uh, the thing about Syria, I see uh, there is going to be some sort of nuclear activity in Turkey. Whether it's this year or next year, I'm not sure. I've seen that long time ago. The price of gold is going to double, or at least it's going to go up to $1,800 again. We're looking at silver bubbling along, and the stock markets are in the tank. There's no rescue. You had me at thermonuclear in Turkey. Let's uh, pick up on that point, and we'll uh, we'll get around to precious metals later. Dr. Douglas Cottrell, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. To reach Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is in the house. Canada's Edgar Casey, the man with X-ray eyes. He has many names and he has many abilities, unique abilities. He is uh, uh, last of the sleeping prophets. And uh, he is here with his uh, predictions for 2016. Uh, Douglas, uh, before the break, you dropped a bomb, literally and figuratively, uh, talking about the possibility. You've seen this in a vision uh, involving some sort of thermal nuclear device in Turkey. Yes, whether it's a dirty bomb or whether it's a uh, military situation with some explosion, it's going to start in Turkey. This is uh, the tinderbox in the Middle East. 
and we can see Turkey is kind of the gateway uh, with the Syrians and the other situations, but Turkey is the key. Uh, I've often seen Iran and Iraq uh, either separating or coming together. Of course, the uh, Jews and the Arabs are, are always in this, this uh, confrontational thing. I know for a fact that there are military build-ups going on right now and that, uh, that the uh, Jewish state is very scared that these dirty bombs or nuclear explosions can happen uh, from fanatics. ISIS is a bunch of yahoos with the, uh, pickup trucks and anti-aircraft guns on them. They're going to be hunted down because this is the prophecy when all the armies are gathered in one place. This is where they're going. People are getting not only uh, frightened and, and the terror is going to the civilizations, they are now going to get angry and they're going to do something about it. And, the, and if you listen carefully in the news, different governments are saying this has to stop. And, and the Russian premier, Mr. Putin, I saw him pointing his finger. So he's going to be calling shots, literally, and I think he's going to help with, uh, let's say, the uh, extraction of these crazy people. But somewhere in Turkey... This is where there's going to be a nuclear or atomic, possibly, uh, explosion. I, I, I agree. I think that makes a great deal of sense. I don't think ISIS is the threat uh, that they are perceived to be. I think they are kind of a ragtag bunch. and But they serve a useful purpose for somebody, and that's why they're allowed to continue to disrupt and create this chaos. Very good point. They're allowed to. They're a bunch of yahoos. I mean, send in the Navy SEALs. They can wipe out anybody, and I'm sure the the Secret Service in Russia or all these other countries, they're pretty mighty. They, you know, they're well-armed and well-organized. Right. But that doesn't discount. I mean, there is, uh, an, you know, obviously a radical element of Islam, even if it is a minority. We're talking about a religion of one over a billion people. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, that is, I believe, still an existential threat. However, ISIS is not necessarily the one. But if they're drawing uh, these... Um, different groups into a, a potential conflict, then then obviously the risk is, you know, the United States versus Russia or NATO versus Russia, etc. Um, now, let's move over to uh, Earth Changes for a moment, uh, because you have been talking about for years on this program um, about the the inner core of the Earth shifting, uh, and or the Earth's crust moving over the the inner core and uh, causing some sort of a, a, a pole shift. You say that is the one thing that, that, that scares you the most. It's imminent. I believe so. Uh, I've announced on your show long before any scientific community or any individual came up with the idea that the Earth's mantle or core is spinning at a different speed than the crust. And I announced that I made a challenge to David Suzuki to investigate it. This was years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And now it's coming... Uh, out in scientific communities, this is happening. It's not the greenhouse effect. It's not that the Earth is heating up because of all the pollution that we're doing. It's because the core, spinning at a different speed than the crust, is causing friction and fractures to occur. And causing the, volcanic activity. That's why I've, I've also said before, and I mean, I was criticized in 1988 by some people in Sarnia that I was just a, a fear monger talking about the increasing in volcanoes and volcanic ash. These are the real things that are going to be scary to us because they can cause a lot of harm. The Wyoming, all faithful, that it's going to blow up. It's a super volcano and it has blown up three times in, the, in, the, in its history. It's going to happen again. I saw it, a big wall of lava and flame coming towards us. But what's going to happen, and it is happening now, the 
Inuit in our north, plus the uh, Inuit or the natives in Norway, have reported in the press that the stars are going south. The constellations are shifting. Yeah. Are they moving? No, the Earth is. And what's going to happen as the Earth's crust is like an orange with the peel slipping around it, Right. it's going to flip. Now, if the Earth is going 24,000 miles an hour and it changes orientation, the oceans aren't going to stop. They're going to keep going in the same direction, which means that flooding of all the uh, seaboard areas on the west coast and east coast of North America, for instance, Africa and other places. I've seen Africa shrink. Yeah, you where, have mentioned that many times. Right, where the waters come up. Recently, a couple of months ago, the Spanish government uh, informed their uh, citizens that the Mediterranean is going to rise a meter, possibly as many as five meters. That's enormous with that water coming up. That's going to flood the, uh, the coastlines okay, of Spain and other places around the world, including Africa, which is supposed to disappear because the outlying perimeter of Africa is a very low-lying area. And so the ocean comes up a meter or two or five, wham, it's gone. But what if it happens all at once? Yes, instantaneously. This is what scares me where the earth flips 90 Yeah, there's no, time for, there's no time to bug out. This happens instantaneously. It's That's like right. the day after tomorrow. And that could happen any time. There are, there's this bloom, this volcanic acti- or uh, earthquake activity along the western uh, coast of, of uh, our country. And the oceans are heating up. The we ring have, of fire. We have, the, we have the evidence, if you listen closely and look for it. I am not a, uh, an alarmist. I'm saying look at the newspapers, read the reports. I've been saying the best place is to be inland about 200 miles away from the coast. We live in Canada. We're going to be pretty safe. But those people along the coastlines are going to be inundated with this big flood or tsunami or whatever. With the oceans going in one direction, they're going to wash up over the banks. But if we have a, a, a pole shift, uh, as you're describing... Not a, not a, not a magnetic... No, not a magnetic... A virtual. I mean, yeah. up will be down and down will be up and, and uh, well, you know... Maybe, maybe like 45. But still... I mean, okay, so the, the, the inland flooding will, or the coastal flooding will be an issue. But I would think also massive – that would cause massive earthquakes, massive uh, – you know, the ash and soot in the sky will cause a nuclear winter. Uh, exactly. We have, a, we have a huge problem here. I mean, it's not just the flooding. It's everything. If you look into what governments are doing, they're putting seeds away in those... Uh, uh, that's right, the seed ark in Norway. That's exactly right. I've been there, a couple, not to that place, but I've been to Norway. People are preparing for it quietly. Okay, governments are there. Right. We should do the same ourselves. We should be prepared and not simply say, this can't happen. It is happening right now. How do you prepare so, for something like that, though, Douglas? We're talking about a virtual pole shift. We're talking about... You know, uh, if 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 the caldera at, in under uh, um, in Wyoming goes, uh, I mean that's going to blot out the sun. We will have no way of growing things. Uh, again, nuclear winter, mass starvation, mass panic. Okay, it's not if, it's when. when. All right, when uh, the scientific community is already predicting it now. As a prophet or somebody who's been able to see this, I've been on your show ten years ago, talking about this. It's a matter that the, that the ordinary citizen goes, well, I'm okay today, and they put their head in the sand. How to be prepared for it is to think, what would happen if 
I had a, a lady that I met in uh, Kingston when I was doing a, or Kitchener when I was doing a lecture there at the university, and she had a dream telling her about in Greece, as long as she was up high, she was safe. If you listen to, if you look on YouTubes and whatever, people are starting to report their dreams and visions. This too is predicted in the Bible. In the latter days, men and, and uh, old men and young men will come forth predicting visions of the future. This is what's happening now. How do you prepare for it? Well, move away from the coast. Everything west of the Rockies is going to disappear. I had an angel tell me that, including the Jewel of the North. Do you know what the Jewel of the North is? No. I didn't either until I found out, oh, that's Alaska. Uh-huh. So gone, I, right? You're I saying was, it's gone. Yes, I was being told things that I did not know in my conscious mind. So how to prepare for these things is to say, okay, what would happen if in the future the, uh, there will be cities or areas where people reside and they will be in contact with one another by rocket power, rocket power, and they will tra- big ships will travel very, very fast by rocket power. So fossil fuels are gone. I've already seen that. Right. Uh, other people have predicted that, including the great Edgar Casey and Ross Peterson, about this 200 years in the future. So if we're 200 years in the future and we're doing rocket power and the cities are congregated in, in sections or areas, then that means between now and then, what, three or four generations maybe? You know? Right. So obviously uh, we survive. The human species survives. This is not a planet killer event, uh, but we're talking about it's certainly cataclysmic. How many, how many will survive? Well, you know, there's been those biblical predictions and Fatima and, and other things about two-thirds of the world's population are going to disappear. Right, if the you third look at secret, world, that's right. If you look at a world map, then you see where if the flooding happens along the coastlines, that could happen. I don't want this to happen. I don't want my grandchildren to go through difficulties, but everybody comes into the world at the right time and they go through these times. They're going to save it. If you notice that children these days are much smarter. They are really smart kids. They, well, I hear about the, these indigo children. and so, I don't know. I, I was teaching broadcasting students. and <laughs> There was some gems there, but boy, I've never met a generation that literally has the universe at their fingertips, and I'm talking about iPads and iPhones and so That's forth, where I'm going. and yet they are so disengaged with the world. Right. They're they know right. nothing about what's going on out there. They are, they are simultaneously world-weary and naive. Mm-hmm. This is why some of those TV shows where zombies are walking around are so popular, I think. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful metaphor, isn't it? But the, the point being is that uh, these children are soaking this up in their head, and they lose learn one skill, mental, and then the next is the physical skills so have to apply them. The world is going to survive. We're going to be resilient. Uh, I'm telling the people, be prepared. Have 18 months of food. Have some gold coins or silver coins. Get your money uh, out of the hands of middlemen, like your broker or whatever, if you have stocks. Keep your certificates at home. Don't let people have control over your money. Get out of debt. And I'm doing that myself. I have almost zero credit card debt. And... Uh, if you do that, then you're free. Own a plot of land, five acres would be sufficient, and being able to store food is something you should have. Now, again, not being an alarmist, what if I'm wrong? Okay, I'm wrong. What have you got? You got 18 months of food in advance, and you probably got a better price because the, I think I said on your show a long time ago that you could, the price of cabbage will be so expensive that people won't buy it. Now that's in the news. People are starting to talk about cabbage and vegetables. My word, so uh, a, uh, a, cauli- a head of cauliflower, 6 $7. 
Exactly. And I predicted that 10 years ago on your show. And, so much and, for 2 point, or 2% inflation. You know, it doesn't cost much if you grow it in your backyard. <laughs> no, but my, we've, got like, we've got about a, a growing season here that's about four weeks. <laughs> so uh, maybe... Uh, it's maybe, good to get longer here in Canada. We're, uh, I had a dream where we're going to be in the tropics when Canada flips, when the world flips. Canada will be... I saw tropical fish. Really? All right. Doug, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is uh, with us. Predictions for 2016. And uh, I wish it could all be... Um, what's the old expression, uh, beer and Skittles, but it is not. Uh, Dr. Douglas James, the website, douglasjamescottrell.com. Let me spell the last name, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, douglasjamescottrell.com. Uh, we've just got about a minute and a half here before the break, but let me ask you, we'll, we'll continue the conversation afterwards, but let's get it started now. All eyes, of course, on the U.S. presidential uh, election cycle. And, you know, uh, Donald Trump versus Hillary, is it, is it Cruz versus Hillary? Uh, you know, should we be discounting Bernie Sanders? What do, let's start with Trump. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you see with uh, Trump in the future? Is he going to get amazing, the nod? He's an amazing man, uh, absolutely. Uh, he's come from basically, if you will, obscurity as a political figure to now dominating the Republic scene. Uh, he will not be elected. But he certainly is changing the climate and the attitude in the Republican Party. Hillary will be the president. I've seen that before. She ran, and I took a lot of flack because I had predicted on your show she would be in the White House. Yes, and despite and, you know threats of indictments coming from the FBI, you have stuck to your guns. Well, I, she was the Secretary of State for a while in the White House. That's true. And I thought maybe that was the prophecy coming true. I just misinterpreted it. But here she's running again. No, she's going to make it. Um, uh, she has a powerful, like I can see a big um, mountain or big energy behind her and about to swoosh in and push her forward. Uh, this woman is, is just, she's just, uh, you can't you can't phase her. She just keeps going. And so I think she's going to be there. I, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Donald is going to be there. He's changed politics. I mean, we have... Uh, Kevin O'Leary in Canada now making same overtures as a businessman wanting to take over the political scene here in Alberta. Europe's going to have the same thing. Raul in uh, in Spain is going to be uh, controlled by when uh, Prince Philip comes into uh, power. He's going to make an excellent king, and uh, that will that'll be the lineage of the the uh, ten heads of the government coming into power. It will be businessmen who will do this, like the Donald. Donald has started something that's come into the world. I'm not sure if it's good. I don't think that uh, God bless uh, Donald Trump for being who he is, but I don't think his um, his rhetoric and his insulting of people and his uh, to win at all costs is really a good thing. All right. We will um, take a time out. When we come back, I want to, I know you've met Albert Vinzel, my producer, but there's a side of Albert that most people don't know about, and uh, he is an inspiring remote viewer himself, and shared recently with me an experience involving lottery numbers, and I want to get your take on that. Albert, you're, uh, you're about to make your, well, not your debut, but you're going to uh, be revealed as the remote viewer that you are. Stay tuned. The Conspiracy Show, right back. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra from Zoomer Radio. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Loose lips sink ships. And sometimes corporations. Got something to say? Call Richard Serrett now at 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. All right, welcome back. And enough of the doom and gloom. (laughs) Yeah, pretty depressing stuff, no question. Um, But we are going to lighten the mood here a little bit. And uh, Douglas James Cottrell is with us. The website, douglasjamescottrell.com, trance clairvoyant. The Last of the Sleeping Prophets, remote viewer, medical intuitive, healer, author. Uh, now, you have a... Um, one of the things that we can do about this is uh, to develop our intuitive skills. Right. If we develop our intuition, because we're all spiritual beings, we, there is a purpose for being here. This isn't just willy-nilly, we happen to be here and some gods are playing with us to, to sacrifice us and cause us difficulty. We are here on a spiritual mission, sojourn to better ourselves. So by looking to the spiritual side now, you can find the good in what's happening with this change. The world is changing. This is all difficult. I, it, uh, the, the book I had a little while ago was the uh, Renaissance, which is a, and the readings often call it a renovation time. You tear down to build up. So the good side of this is that the world is going to be a better place. All this evil and darkness that is here is going to go away. And I have a course coming up, and I have people from around the world who last August came and attended, and I have a small group of people, a dozen or so. There's room for eight or ten more. If they want to come, they can go to the website, douglasjamescottrell.com, and if they feel that they are capable or able or motivated, I'll test them before they come to see if they're going to have a good result. And they can be like me, or Ross Peterson, or Edgar Casey, or Paul Solomon. They can develop themselves, because as the Bible says... We can foresee the future. And what better uh, way to prevent uh, difficulty coming to your family or, or how to find out what's right to do than to have your own intuition and your dreams and your visions developed. So we're teaching that course. We also have, uh, you know, the, the world is, is inventing and finding things. We're looking out into the space and we're, my God, there's this whole amazing universe. We're also looking downward now. The macrocosm is the same as the microcosm, and now scientists are putting that together. So we're coming with these herbs and and uh, reactions on the body to get rid of inflammation. And the real causes of Alzheimer's is kind of inflammation in the brain. So we have uh, I'm associated with Avatar. Uh, lifeforce.com. I have my books for sale there. And there are products like serapeptase and iodine and other key elements that are going to help us stay longer. Give us the website again. It's avatarlifeforce.com. All right. And I'm associated with it, and the best products are going to be there that we can possibly come up with. This is a a man named Michael in uh, in the U.S. who's putting this together. So we have uh, new products coming out, and we have these ability to clean plaque out of your arteries and out of your brain. And I think that we're going to see the real culprit for Alzheimer's and those brain dementia diseases as being inflammation in the brain. Do you believe in the pineal gland and the third eye and, and, and it, its role in doing what you do as a, a trans clairvoyant? Yeah, absolutely. It's called the crown chakra. If you look in the Bible, it talks about the seven churches, and it's called the Church of Philadelphia. 
and what it is, when it opens up, it gives you one god-awful headache right in the center of your brain, which is where it's located. Right. The pituitary and the pineal work together. The pituitary is kind of the projector, and the pineal is kind of like the uh, screen, if you will, if you're looking at visions. I had a guest who said one of the reasons that we're not as intuitive as we used to be, you know, they talk about in the Bible the age of miracles and so forth, and when people commune with, with the saints and with God, and that's all stopped, and that is because of the calcification of the pineal gland. Is, is that true? This is coming out more and more now that this is not being stimulated. Uh, you know, we're losing the sense of smell, which uh, affects the uh, pituitary, and that's exactly right. More and more scientific, scientific uh, research is being shown that this is a problem with the pituitary. And so, the how have you kept your your pineal gland um, decalcified? You know, it's like physical exercise. You exercise your your brain. Meditation and the way I teach quantum meditation is exactly along that path because. Faith is built upon belief. Belief is built upon evidence. On your television show, my good friend Maria, the lady who was uh, with me that day, we were showing how we could uh, influence energy. Oh, just let me let me. Um, that's the conspiracy show, the TV program, and you uh, you were on two episodes. One was about energy healing. This is the one I guess it aired recently, in repeat, and and uh, and uh, I think Maria was there, and she's a she she was a very intelligent, high, uh, highly trained uh, air traffic controller. So no-nonsense gal. And we were there talking about how this, uh, how this energy, Reiki energy, spiritual healing energy, whatever name it goes by, this goes through the body. And this is how it opens up the pineal and the pituitary and the other chakras or uh, heart and so- solar plex uh, energy parts of the body. You're using it. There's a force that goes through the body called the kundalini, which is a spiritual energy that goes up through the body and awakens or opens up the pineal. Practicing spiritual healing, like we do at Mini Mansion Spiritual Center on Wednesday nights and once a month. We had a huge group of people there on Saturday, and we have accelerated healing taking place. This works and gets the pineal and pituitary uh, team together. You so you exercise it. Your quantum quantum meditation course uh just give me a few details because you have another one coming up at the end of the month this is where you can look into somebody's body find out what the problem is not by deduction not by reasoning not by logic this is pure intuition this is the part that people have trouble with their intuition there's no uh linear thinking there's no rational mind deductions it just here's the answer and we go like that was pretty simple well, it was simple because you reve- the answer was revealed to you, but the process was invisible. It's a different way of thinking or a different way of thought transference or grabbing information from the Akashic records, from the person involved. And I've been able to do this for 42, 43 years now. But it took you a long time, right? It takes a, I can, uh, in five days, which is what the course is, I can give everybody an accelerated step-by-step-by-step how to do it. And at the end of five days, they can do it. They will look into somebody and they will describe their health condition of someone that is not there, that they've never met, and they will come up with what their residence looks like, what their conditions are. The Powerball lottery numbers? Well, I had a client call up from New York and he gave me a dream that he got and I tried to interpret his numbers and as we know, Tennessee, California, and Florida one, maybe it's a future uh, Powerball. I, uh, I've got numbers myself. I've been able to give numbers to people who won. Uh, the numbers came up. 
The man was told on a $10 million prize, play $1 ticket and he would win. Gave him the numbers. So on the day the $10 million prize came up, he took a quick pick. Aha. All right, listen, Albert Vinzel in the house has a story to share about lotteries, and we'll finish up that one as well. The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Peering into the shadows, where the truth often hides. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. All right, we are back. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is with us. DouglasJamesCottrell.com, the website. And again, the other website with uh, some of the... Um, AvatarLifeForce.com. Avatar, Avatar, like the Avatar the movie, LifeForce.com. All right. Uh, Before we get Albert Vinzel, my producer and aspiring remote viewer in here, uh, let's whip through some some predictions for 2016. What's jumping out at you? Well, the economy in Canada, everybody's worried about that. Uh, We are going to survive because we have resources. The U.S. is in the tank, as everybody can see now, but I've been saying it before. The U.S. dollar is as much as we have. Everybody's complaining about our cheap loony. Uh, The U.S. dollar is a washout. It's going to collapse. The pet- petrodollar is over. The gold standard is coming back. Uh, gold bits, uh, the gold little bitcoins and uh, if, if vending machines for gold and gold, that those are now in the world and they're coming back. Gold is the place to be. Well, but but our, we have a petrodollar and, and we have oil that's, you know, threatening to go south of $30 per barrel. Uh, and if the world is in recession and we are a commodities-based uh, economy... But it's not our only resource. Right. We True. Have, I mean, we have a lot of other. We have, you go to Kitchener, uh, Waterloo, and Google's there, and, uh, you know, all the big computer. It's our, it's our Silicon Valley there, if you will. Uh, well, there's lots of other things that are compensating for this. We shouldn't focus too much in Alberta. Uh, Kevin O'Leary is wanting the premier to resign. I kind of agree with him. She doesn't have a plan. I don't think anybody does because all of a sudden it's caught everybody sparting the pun with their pants down. The point being is that uh, I think Mr. Trudeau, who is going to be a great, great leader, he is going to be a better prime minister than his father with his transparency and his ruling by cabinet instead of the former regime, which was a one-man ruling organization, he is going to find solutions. But all the provinces are going to have to get together. Oil is not going to stay down for long. I mean, the reason it is is because there are powers that be who want to keep it down. There's there's an economic warfare right now between sure. the East and now. Yeah, it's a currency war. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Okay. So the way to compensate, uh, the way to protect yourself, I am doing this. Buy, although they're expensive, silver coins at the mint. Buy gold coins or small little gold coins and have a few. That's all. Well, silver, $14 an ounce. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, but the coins that you buy are like, you know, $50 for right. a $14, okay. you know. Okay. So, but buy it. At least you can get it now because it's going to double or triple. Uh, Hillary's going to be a very good president. She's not going to be a nonsense, but she's going to have all the way through her presidency, she's going to have these effects like the email and the investigations are going to plague her forever. 
but she'll she'll survive. I don't think that anybody else could be where they are. Uh, the United States is going through from the the white supremacist sort of you know elite rich, wealthy people, to Obama now being a, a person of color, to a woman coming in front. And if you look at the world itself, there's a lot of women in control. When Queen Elizabeth drops off, or passes the crown more exactly, there will be a lineage of male kings for a long, long time in Europe. Right. Well, my experience is women don't rule any differently than men, actually. I think you're, I think you're right. When you rule... You are a special being. I believe truly that God has ordained that person to be a ruler for whatever length of time they're there. This right. is not somebody that comes along willy-nilly. Right. I mean, I look at the Democratic Party. I just It's the party of angry old white men. <laughs> Whoops, did I say that out loud? Okay, never mind. All well, right, move, I, I, move on. <laughs> as, as somebody who's a prophet, I'm supposed to be like John the Baptist and go and complain to the king and tell him what's morally right or whatever. Okay. Uh, I don't take sides. How, uh, let, on, the, on the health uh, medical uh, front. Uh, any huge breakthroughs coming in terms of, you mentioned Alzheimer's, yeah, yeah. Uh, cancer? They're going to find inflammation is the root cause for Alzheimer's. They're going to find a cure for shingles. We're going to look at the small little diseases now. You know, there's been a lot of people, Hella, Hella Clark and other people who have been talking about parasitic conditions as a root for cancers and whatnot. This is going to be proven out now. We're going to find out that the hormonal secretions on the thyroid are much more serious and that infections and the timing, the, the age in the clock are all coming from the endocrine system or the glands themselves. Nobody ever puts it together. You know, they don't think like the heart and the liver and the kidneys. Well, now we are. The ancient uh, uh, therapies like uh, ancient Chinese medicine, uh, they figured it out. We are now going to catch up with that. This year, you're going to see some really, really good news about health discoveries. All right, UFO disclosure. Are we? Uh, is this the year that uh, that, that we're going to have uh, some sort of pronouncement from the White House about uh, you know e- ETs have been in, uh, interacting with human civilization? Or are we going to discover well, uh, SETI some you know transmission from another planet? I can see a newspaper rolling up, opening up, and I can see Bill Clinton in the corner, and I can see other things. So yes, like just as you say, now that's my my vision I have right now. All right. Now, Albert Vinzel. Get in here, Albert. Albert, my long-suffering, tireless uh, producer, uh, is a very mysterious, secretive kind of... uh, He's very unassuming, soft-spoken, and then he walks in here the other day and he tells me... I know he's interested in remote viewing, uh, but I didn't understand to the extent. And Albert has taken some remote viewing courses. And Albert, uh, pick it up from here. Tell me what you told me last week as we're walking down the long corridor about you and the lottery numbers. Okay, sure. Well, Psychic Wins the Lottery almost was a newspaper headline. There's a RTA professor I know at Ryerson, and one fine day she sat down for me, and we ran a 45-minute session, and she was open to it. And one of the things we came up with was, like, the six winning numbers for Lotto 649. Now you, and and you, you came up with them. She's she, recording it, she, and you came up with them. You see, that's the thing. She, she brought in her own psychic energy in, into it, which she calls woman, woman's intuition, and she did part of the heavy lifting. So, like, when I'm on my own, I sort of just draw a blank. But then when she's there, there's sort of some good vibes, and we just get into the zone, and then things click. So, uh when she when she was there, we we came up with a whole list. It'd be besides the lottery numbers, but but here's here's the thing. Um, she, she documented it. Like after I left, she told me. Then she called a reporter at the Globe, a journalist at the Globe, who then documented it. And uh, as it turns out, 
no one bought the ticket just from, <laughs> um, you know, getting distracted. But uh, she... Um, and what if the ticket, those numbers came up? Uh, right. And, and what was what was the winning? Uh, what was the prize? It, it was $50 million. And, I, and on that draw, there was, there was zero winners. No one, no one bought it. And, and then everyone said, oh, I regret, I really regret I didn't buy the ticket. And then... Uh, um, I talked with the RTA professor, and she said, the thing is, she doesn't gamble. I said, well, let's, th- these results should, could be reproducible. Let's go for the $20 million. And she goes, well, she would, but it's just the one problem is that she doesn't gamble. <laughs> so anyway, let's just recap. You, you sat down with this professor at Ryerson. Right. You picked the six numbers. They came in on the next draw. One, was it lot? Right. Was it uh, 649? It was 649. And it was for $50 million, and she would verify... That, that those were the numbers. She gave those numbers to a, a friend who happens to be a reporter at the Globe and Mail? Correct. And we know her name. We won't mention her name, but we know her name. Yes. She also verified that those numbers came in, but nobody had the presence of mind. Uh, and, you know, why would they necessarily? So, oh, these, someone picked these numbers. Who, you know, who knows? But nobody had the presence of mind to go and buy the ticket. Why didn't you? So, see, what happened, one thing is the time limit, but the, the other thing is the professor walked off with the notebook, which had the numbers written in it. <laughs> so I, and she wouldn't give them to you? Um, I, I didn't ask her for it. I just talked with her then after the draw, and then she said, yeah, it's all six numbers. <laughs> but it's, it's written on a piece of paper, so it wasn't really, didn't have the value. It, it, uh, she really regrets she didn't buy it. <laughs> That's oh, what she said. And you too, I'm guessing. Okay, let's get, yeah. to, let's Albert, get the master and viewer in here. What? Did you do? Did you see these numbers in your mind, or did you just feel them, or did you hear them in uh, in your ear? How did you I, get the numbers? I, I verbally said them out loud, and and then the professor wrote them down. But how did they come to you? Um, you see, I, how I think it worked is that we talked it out. She's really good at prompting prompting things. No, so, no, no. How did how did it happen? Let's. Uh, you're, yeah, giving, you're giving me the. We, we logic. talked it out. <laughs> what, do you mean you, what do you mean you talked it out? Well, she, I think in remote viewing, they call the term a monitor, and she acted, you know, as a sympathetic monitor. And she's also, she, she told me later, she's psychic herself. She, she listens to this program. She likes all the, you know, she's open to all the UFO, alien contacts sort of stuff. Well, that, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the intuition, but the point is that the two of you were there. Right. She was asking you a question. And, of course, my mind is saying, were you telepathic? Maybe you were getting the numbers from her mind. Or did you see them or hear them? See, I see it, see it in my mind's eye and just, just verbally say it, just call it out. Okay, so you were actually seeing the numbers. Did you see them one at a time or all six in a no, row? How yeah, you... one at a time. So the Perfect. cue is uh, Lotto 649, next winning number. And and then and then later that's how she to, prompted you. Yeah, wow. and then we have to get the date. So that next wing number we we figured would be you know the next draw. And at that time, you were just holding your mind blank. Um, it, it seems to go to delta waves. I think I think well, you, it's you, blank. I mean, for remember for the audience, I understand delta where you're lowering your brain waves. But you're, the, the as you had a blank mind, she asked you a question, and then you saw the numbers one at a time, blink, blink, blink. Is that right? Um, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm just trying to see the process. Uh, well, I, I, how long? Yeah. Ago, sorry, how long ago was this? Um, not long ago, recently, okay. just like last year. Last year, okay. Yeah. That's phenomenal. This is really good. I know a radio announcer who I had an object on my desk one day, and he was able to perfectly describe it. I think I know that radio announcer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks, beginner's luck. 
beginner's luck. Well, so just, here's the thing, it, though. It proves it, that people who are not professional like me, although I'm good at what I do, they can as well have this ability. And as Albert said, he had a, a prompter. He had somebody asking a question, which is the rational mind of the person prompting and the, and the intuitive mind coming up with the answer. Just promoting it. And although we have not been able to independently verify this with the parties involved, Albert maintains we have a Globe and Mail reporter who has those numbers. If we can get this person on the record uh, for those you know that need this kind of uh, you know, validation and, and we can get your RTA professor on the record, um, I mean, that's, that's remarkable. And do you want to talk about uh, a certain professor who uh, has some interest in this or is that, is that too early? Um, well, I've I've sent uh, out this story to email, and there's some people who've been interested. Yeah, doc, Dr. Michael Persinger is one who, you know, usually uh, um, the God helmet, I think he calls it. And he, he, yeah, then he measures your brain activity. You go into the altered state, and when you're in that when you're in that zone, then you just get like a good. Um, you get a good list going. You can get a whole list. Like lottery numbers. So Persinger is interested. People, people who know about Correct. Uh, his his work. I mean, this is impressive. Persinger wants to crawl inside your brain and, and do some studies. Right. And the, the other thing is it's a, it's a human species trait. Like you, you, once one person can do it, then sort of anyone can do it. All right, it's, Albert, listen, got to cut you loose. Thank you for sharing that. You did a great job. Okay, thanks. Douglas, always a pleasure. Oh, it's a great. It's good to hear Albert's story. He's validating the uh, idea of quantum meditation, which is again the idea of being able to remote view, to mind project, to develop your own clairvoyance and your spiritual powers. And, and you'll teach that, and people can get more information at Douglas Cottrell, Douglas James Cottrell. Cottrell. Com. All right. Thank you Thank for having me on. I appreciate it. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Scary stuff, but some good news in there too. All right, the website, strangeplanet.ca. Say hello on Twitter, at Richard Serrett. And as always, follow the truth. Listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
Toronto, Canada, Earth, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Well, thanks for inviting me into your home. Your long-haul truck, your taxi cab, camper, RV, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, your cabin in the woods. Welcome to all of you listening in on our flagship station, Zoomer Radio AM 740 and 96.7 FM. Don't forget the FM transmitter here in Toronto. All of you listening to the live stream at zoomerradio.ca and on the Zoomer app. And the Conspiracy Show app, both of those free downloads, and they are amazing apps. Uh, The best apps, really, in radio. All of you listening to the podcast, of course, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, and TalkZone.com. However, and wherever you're listening, it is great to have you here. Uh, Dr. Elena Gabor, past life regression therapist, hypnosis instructor, uh, is standing by. She'll join us momentarily. Uh, and she's also on the HOA. Uh, so if you want to join and uh, join in and watch the live stream on YouTube, again, go to my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T, at Richard Serrett. Just find the HOA link, which is right near the top of the feed. Click on that, and voila, you're in. And you can see my big, fat, ugly mug. Uh, and uh, you can also see our lovely guest on her webcam as well, way out on the West Coast in California. Uh, And she'll join us in a a moment, and she'll talk about ethereal science, which is shedding new light on the the mysteries of consciousness, life and death, and uh, the underlying causes of many physical and mental conditions. And she's going to detail some amazing information she's accessed by connecting with higher levels of consciousness and the universal mind. Uh, Just a reminder, season four of my television show, uh, the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett, coming to Vision TV and across Canada. Uh, we are just waiting on an air date. I believe all our episodes are nicely delivered and and uh, locked and loaded, ready to go. Uh, so those will be available soon. In the meantime, I know that uh, uh, the uh, previous episodes from seasons one through th- three are in uh, high rotation, as we say in the radio business. Uh, and also seasons one, two, and three now available to my American friends on Hulu and Amazon.com. All right. Um, you know, I have stated many times on the program, I've sort of are cards on the table, full disclosure. I, um, I don't subscribe to the notion of reincarnation. However, having said that, I have witnessed numerous past life regressions in person, up close and personal. I have seen remarkable things. I cannot explain. I maintain an open mind. Uh, and whether or not you believe in reincarnation, the, the theory behind past life regression is quite remarkable and it's becoming increasingly mainstream in the, the, um, the world of psychology and it is being used on, uh, well, not just past life regression, but just hypnosis, uh, to, Again, access the subconscious mind, remove blockages, things like addictions, um, undiagnosed or um, sort of mysterious ailments and pains and, 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 and so forth. And to me, this is just a, a fascinating area, and I love to talk about it. And uh, I am very pleased, again, to welcome back to the program 
uh, Dr. Elena Gabor, who is a, a practicing doctor. She, she was a practicing doctor of uh, dental medicine for about a decade uh, before she totally changed course, redirected her focus towards researching subconscious medicine, which is a fascinating field. And she's currently practicing medical hypnotherapy in Los Angeles and in Europe, helping thousands of people overcome their life and health challenges and to explore their immortality. She's the author of Home at the Tree of Life, an introduction to subconscious ethereal science. Elena, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Ethereal science, what is that? Uh, that's a, an interesting sort of field, but what does it mean exactly, ethereal science? It means the subconscious science. It means the science of the ethereal level of existence, the level of existence we have as subconscious beings. And, I mean, what, what percentage... Um, I mean, most of us, I, th- I, I suspect, are walking around virtually asleep. And, uh, and a good friend of mine recently on the program, Dr. Cottrell, sort of mentioned, you know, the, uh, um, the, uh, the success of movie or TV series like The Walking Dead, you know, the zombie as a metaphor for the way most of us walk through life. I'm guessing that most of us are essentially asleep. Is that, is that a fair assessment? I would say so, in a sense, a lot of people are unaware of who they are, um, if they have or not other levels of consciousness, who they are at those levels of consciousness, what abilities they have, what potential they have, and basically how, how they should and they could use their mind in their advantage. So, Unfortunately, we are not taught about this. We're not taught in school of how the mind works, what is the mind, what is consciousness, what is the brain. Uh, not even science knows very well. Uh, not even scientists uh, uh, could describe very well uh, what is the dynamic between consciousness and the mind. So uh, that's why I'm writing my second book about that to clarify how we should use this whole system, mind, body, consciousness, in our advantage to have healthy, happy, and beautiful lives. Uh, and is it true, uh, Dr. Gabor, that we, we forget nothing, uh, that our subconscious mind stores every memory, every experience? It's all in there if we can only access it. Is that true? It is true that we do not forget anything, but everything is stored at the higher self level of consciousness, at the superconscious level, not at the subconscious level. There is a big difference between the superconscious and the subconscious in the sense that it's a different level of existence. It is the same consciousness, but in a different state. You are the subconscious being in the body, when you're incarnated or in the energy field when you extend from the body and you shift into the superconscious level of existence uh, when you cross beyond the light that people describe in near-death experiences, when you enter that pure positive state of existence, that um, infinite ultimate reality also originates from, which is basically our eternal home, 
And uh, we return there not only after we die, but every night when we go to sleep, or at least that's where we should go to cleanse our bodies, to recharge with positive energy and so on. Uh, so it's interesting that we, we talk about consciousness, um, but our conscious mind really is, as I, as I mentioned earlier, it, it's, it's the least conscious, it's the least awake. Correct, correct. It's, the conscious mind, it's formed in this life, is basically the programming humanity implants on you after you're born. Um, we are not born with a conscious mind. We are born with a subconscious, which is already formed, and it's your eternal consciousness. But after you are born, people provide you all sorts of information, and some of the information is correct. It's positively oriented. It's in alignment with your higher consciousness, and a lot of other information is fear-based, limited, disempowering, negatively oriented, and that's how we form like two programs in the conscious mind, two conflicting programs that create confusion. And that's why uh, we may not be able to channel our own wisdom due to that conflict and confusion we create through the conscious mind with the higher levels of consciousness. Uh, you know, people go through years of... Uh, of therapy, analysis, uh, Freudian analysis. Uh, people like Woody Allen, who's been in Freudian analysis for 50, 60 years, and I don't know about you, I don't see any improvement. <laughs> he would probably agree. Uh, and, and that may also be the source of his success. Uh, but uh, if you can, I mean, are there shortcuts? If you access the subconscious mind uh, with hypnosis, it would seem to me then that you could resolve, uh, you could do away with a lot of clinical analysis. I mean, why spend 50 years in analysis and talk therapy if you can access the root of the problem in the subconscious mind in a couple of sessions? Correct, correct. And um, research is, new researches are showing how efficient hypnosis is and accessing the subconscious directly and helping resolve those problems at the subconscious level. But many people are unaware of this, and many people don't know of how efficient hypnosis is, and they don't take that route. One of my students, uh, who's a psychotherapist, actually described the, this, this hypnosis that I teach, the techniques that I teach, to her seem to be the highway, the freeway, the highway, as opposed to psychotherapy. It's like taking streets with a lot of stops, a lot of turns. So I think that's a great analogy. Uh, with hypnosis, studies show that you get like 93% um, results in about six sessions as opposed to psychoanalysis that could take about 300 sessions to get 38% uh, results. And is it, uh, when we talk about regression therapy, um, are the root of all of our obstacles in life let's call them obstacles are they are the majority of them do you believe in a or your experiences found all, all of them or most of them in a previous life or are they just as commonly in our in our present incarnations but you know way back maybe in childhood yes some of the challenges we're having originate from our childhood and our current life 
And some, actually most of the challenges originate from other experiences we had as consciousness. If you would think as a human being, you are shaped by all the experiences you had in this life, in childhood, in in teenage years, in, in the rest of your life up to this point. But as a higher consciousness, you are shaped by all the experiences you had through all the lives and through all the experiences you went through as consciousness. All right, we will uh, take a quick time out. Dr. Elena Gabor is with us. Hypnotherapist, past life regression therapist. The book, At Home in the Tree of Life. More of The Conspiracy Show after this. I'm Richard Serrett. Stay with us. PIN numbers, passcodes, social insurance numbers. If they make you wonder how private they are, here's two more numbers. 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Fasten your seatbelt and put your tray in the upright position. You're about to leave everything you know behind on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Dr. Elena Gabor is with us. And she's also joining our HOA uh, from Los Angeles. Um, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but why did you go from dental medicine into hypnosis? Because I got very much interested in this field. I read uh, about this. I heard really amazing transformations using some of these techniques used in hypnosis. So I felt very much attracted by this, and I felt that this type of work could help people at a deeper level than being a dentist. Uh, Give me an example. Give us an example from the book At Home in the Tree of Life, uh, because uh, there's a series of case studies in the book um, where someone had a particular obstacle that was holding them back in life, and then through past life regression... They overcame that obstacle. Uh, I'm going to give you a different example than from the book because everyone can read the book and find out about that. I'm going to give you some new information. Um, I had a client, a nurse, who later became my student, who had a severe cough for five years, so a physical symptom, a physical condition. So um, she coughed very severely and very frequently, about five minutes, every five minutes she was coughing. And during my class, I became very concerned for her health and well-being. I felt like she must have some serious pulmonary condition. She described to us that she has been to five specialists in five states for the last five years. So she had this for five years, and it exhausted her. Unfortunately, they couldn't diagnose her 
to give her a proper diagnosis and a proper treatment, nothing has helped her. So we decided during our class to help her identify the root causes of this in the hope that she would overcome this problem. So as I guided her in hypnosis and instructed her to go to the root causes of, her, of, of this pulmonary condition, she accessed what appears to be a past life in which she was a young woman taking care of her younger siblings because her parents worked um, a lot. And uh, she did that with a lot of love. And after the siblings grew up and left the house, she's supposed to get married. But for some reason, she was resistant to that. Her parents kept pushing her to the point that she couldn't take it anymore. So she decided to commit suicide. She decided to drink poison and to stage her death to help the parents not suffer so much. Uh, so she, um, she brought a dead snake close to her body. This happened in the 1800s. So the moment she drank the poison, she felt how the poison was burning her mouth and her throat. And the amazing thing happened after she came back from hypnosis and for the rest of the day, she didn't cough at all. Next week when she returned to the class, we noticed she did not cough at all. And it, it's been a year since that happened and the cough is completely gone. So simply by reliving the episode from a previous yes. life, that resolves the issue. Yes, exactly. That cough was just a messenger, just a reminder to her that she had some issue. She, she had hold on to some disempowering beliefs, some disempowering feelings that led to her suicide. So she needed to review that whole situation to change her perspective, to let go of those disempowering beliefs and feelings she carried over in this life. And then the messenger left. There was no need for the messenger when the message was received and the lesson was learned. Now, what about this argument, um, Dr. Gabor? The, 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 the brain is an incredible imagination factory. It's, it's, I mean, the movies that we make inside our heads at night when we sleep are far superior to anything that, uh, uh, you know, Stephen King or you know, name your director, uh, could ever put up there on the screen, J.J. Abrams for the Star Wars fans out there. Uh, is it not possible that what people are experiencing in a regression are, in fact, just the inner workings of the mind creating a metaphor? In other words, it's not an actual past life experience. It's some sort of a metaphor that is helping, and, and it's just as effective as a past life experience. From psychotherapy, we know that only by accessing the real memory, the symptoms are released. Through imagination, you cannot do that. But again, from another perspective, who cares if it's a past life or a figment of imagination or a metaphor from the higher self, as long as in an hour the client was helped 
after five years of tremendous suffering and exhaustion and worry, uh, all the family members were worried. People could not step away from her, thought she must have some serious condition coughing like that. So it doesn't really matter in therapy. We're not here to to discuss this concept, if it's true or not, or are there past lives or not. From my point of view, it doesn't really matter as long as the results are of this nature. I agree. Uh, does it make any difference, though, if the, the patient doesn't believe in reincarnation? Is that going to prevent them from having a successful regression? No. There are people that are more scientifically oriented and this concept of reincarnation can be very well explained in science terms. So they could be very much open to this, even though they don't label it as past life regression or reincarnation. I had many clients that accessed um, such experiences without even realizing they were past lives or I labeled them past lives or other people labeled them past lives. And it was as helpful as for the other people who believe in reincarnation. Now, the idea of, of recovered memories is very controversial. Um, it, uh, there was a time when I think it was even considered uh, in uh, you know trials and so forth. I mean, but it is fraught with complications. Where where are we at now in 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 terms of uh, recovered memories? I mean, do you think they should be used, for example, in criminal cases? Are they that reliable, or are they fraught with complications? Um, <clears throat> I would like to say that uh, when it comes to memory, our definition of memory, it's a little bit different than what those information um, really are, those experiences really are. How would you define memory, right? So is it memory, the, the information stored in your mind of an event that you lived in this life? That could be considered a memory, right? But when it's about another life, it's not actually, when we do past life regression, we're not actually accessing a memory. We are accessing the life itself that is occurring simultaneously. So we're not really accessing any memories. We're going directly into that parallel plane of existence in which that life happens right now because all experiences of consciousness are happening simultaneously and quantum physics is pointing that out now. Um, and uh, we're getting the information from there so it's not really memory. All right. Um, I think I'm wrapping my head around that. It's, it's, kind of a, it's a difficult concept. Yes. The, these are very difficult concepts. When it comes to the subconscious universe, it's very different than our understanding of the physical world because it's an energetic world. And we, we don't know how exactly to, to understand and, and uh, analyze that. And because uh, the term past lives is, about a, is a bit of a misnomer, because we are talking Correct. about living lives uh, simultaneously, past, present, and future lives at the same time. Correct. Correct. All it's right. The, well. the labeling is not really correct. 
Uh, give us another example, uh, either from the, the book or another case study of someone uh, undergoing a past life regression to solve a problem. Uh, I'm going to describe the um, case of uh, the main character of the book, Mia, who has absolutely amazing abilities of perception and connection with her higher levels of consciousness. Um, this um, lady came to me in Europe with, um, with a severe case of depression, suicidal thoughts, um, anxiety, and um, fears and exhaustion and so on, all sorts of other challenges. And um, in her first session, she was able to access a life in which she was extremely happy for a while, a life that she lived with her spiritual guide, um, who actually wanted to introduce uh, himself to her at the conscious level, because at the subconscious level, we are always with the spiritual guides together. And um, by reviewing that happy time of her life, she was able to remember, she felt that happiness. So she was able to remember how it feels to be happy, because a depressed person feels really sad, functions from such a lower level of vibration and existence. So in this way, she was able to elevate his, her frequency and learn some, some lessons there as well. Then in the next session, she accessed the root cause actually of her suicidal thoughts and depression that um, originated in another life. She lived as a lawyer in Yugoslavia, in uh, uh, Croatia, and um, uh, her, his wife died at birth, and his wife was the only person he loved. My client, as that lawyer, loved in that existence. So the lesson there was you should love everyone in your life the way you love your wife. You should have unconditional love for yourself and for everyone. So. <laughs> easier said than done. Uh, easier said than done. I mean, that is almost yes, the art of the impossible. practice, we all can get there. So um, the, after the first session, actually, her suicidal thoughts disappeared. After the, session, the second session, her depression disappeared. It took a while until she became more positive in thinking because depression is the result of operating from disempowering, negatively-oriented, fear-based beliefs when we operate from ne that negative ego of the conscious mind that, that's like a viral mind. I call it a viral mind. Uh, all those beliefs are like the viruses in the computer. They act the same, and they can crash your computer, and that would describe the suicide. So session by session, she was able to return to a state of happiness and joy that she never experienced in this life at some point she told me i feel that i would like to yell or or or, or just shout shut out of how happy i am in this life right now uh, and it's all because of the drama of the negative thoughts she bought into she identified herself with that negative ego, forgetting who she really is, just like all of us, she is 
an expression of the source of love, the creative force of the universe. And once you identify yourself with that, then the program of thinking that you function from totally changes. Uh, if we think of um, our present incarnations uh, as a result of, uh, you know, the cosmic laws of the universe and karma, and we bring, that's what survives uh, the various incarnations, our karma. Um, is it possible, though, that you have accumulated so much bad karma? Uh, let's say in a previous life you were a serial killer, and the time before that... You were some other horrendous individual. And so you've built up so much negative energy, so much karma, that there's not really much you can do about it. There is always something you could do about it. And the new life you create at the higher level of consciousness, you create based on the things you would like to work on in that life. You do not bring all your issues with you in one life. So the way you create lives, it's, it's really amazing. It allows you to, to release those disempowering beliefs you carried from other lives in which you made really bad decisions. And you can actually relieve a life to redirect your energy through much better routes to reach to a different outcome. All right, we'll take a time out. I don't know who I was in a previous life, but I tell you, in all honesty, I got more hang-ups than a Christmas tree. We will come back and uh, continue our conversation about past life regression therapy with Dr. Elena Gabor right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. At home. In the Tree of Life is the book, Past Life Regression Therapist, Hypnotherapist, Dr. Elena Gabor is with us, joining us live from L.A. on the HOA. Poet didn't know it. Maybe I was Longfellow in a previous life. Uh, now, in terms of the people that we associate with in our day-to-day -day lives, uh, family members, co-workers, uh, I'm under the or operating under the understanding is that we tend to carry with us the same people from incarnation to incarnation. They may switch roles. So in this incarnation, Albert is my producer. In a previous lifetime, uh, maybe he was my brother, or maybe I was his pet dog, or I'm not trying to be facetious or flippant here. I mean, but is that how it works? Yes, it is, up to a certain level of evolution. But once you become a highly evolved soul, it doesn't really matter for you uh, who you incarnate with because they all souls are, from your point of view, just like you. They're your brothers and sisters, and you treat them the same. So you treat everyone with unconditional love and with respect, and you consider them uh, as your own equal. 
so you do not do that uh, so much as you did at the beginning of your incarnation when you felt more comfortable with certain souls. But if we're having relationship issues uh, with a coworker, with a spouse, what have you, um, again, is that rooted in a previous life in the sense that there is some re- unresolved issue with Correct. that person in the previous life? And not only with that person, but uh, the relationship with that person is a mirror of the relationship with yourself. So it's always a work on yourself, and the other people are just mirrors um, to reflect back to you what belief systems you have about yourself and about life that are not in alignment with your true nature and who you are as an eternal consciousness. I spoke with a uh, another uh, past life regression therapist uh, some years ago, and he had a, a case where a husband and wife were at each other, hammer and tongs, all the time. It was just a toxic relationship, and they both underwent a regression. And it turns out, according in this regression, um, that they had they were on opposite sides during the Civil War. One was with the Confederacy, one was with the Union, and at some point they actually engaged in hand-to-hand combat during the Civil War. What do you think of that? Is that just too fantastical, or is that possible? Yes, it is possible, and I actually encountered cases like that. For example, a client who had a very difficult relationship uh, with her boyfriend. Uh, They were constantly breaking up and, and coming back together, and then again breaking up, and uh, it was such a difficult relationship, and it lasted a few years to the point that she decided to actually meditate on it, to understand what is it about this that's creating so much suffering for both of them. And she had really wonderful skills, and uh, she was able to get in the state of hypnosis and see a past life in which she was a young woman probably living in France and uh, in the 1920s, and uh, she was pregnant and was ready to leave. She had a suitcase, was ready to exit the house, and she heard footsteps coming to that room, and uh, it was her boyfriend in that life. Um, and um, they started to get into a fight when he realized she wants to leave him. And uh, he pushed her. She hit her head uh, on the wooden part of the bed and died right there. And when he realized what he did, he shot himself. And after she saw this and reached a level of peace with what happened and accepted what happened in that life and had unconditional love for herself, for the unborn baby, and for um, the, the the boyfriend, the relationship in her current life got to a level of peace in the sense that they talk about this, they split up, and they never got together again. Why do we tend to attract the same kinds of people in relationships? Someone, you know, they, they go through a a toxic relationship and they swear you know they're never going to go through that again but then they end up attracting the same person exactly. the same type of person what because why? it's because we're having the same toxic relationship with ourselves 
the relationship with the, the, the people we attract in our lives, and especially with the ones, the romantic relationships, are mirrors of the relationship with ourselves. When we are critical about ourselves, when we uh, attack ourselves with all sorts of negative thoughts and beliefs, when we hate ourselves, we dislike the way we look, we dislike the decisions we make, and so on, when we do not accept ourselves and do not work uh, together in cooperation with all the levels of our consciousness, that relationship with ourselves is going to be mirrored back to us until we wake up and realize what we're doing to ourselves, make better choices, and then... Um, the relationship with the other people will improve. All right, this was a a short segment. We have um, another segment awaiting on the other side. Dr. Elena Gabor, at home, at the Tree of Life, right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. In a democracy, we elect officials so we can sleep at night. So why are you up? 416-360-0740 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. All right, welcome back. Home at the Tree of Life, Dr. Elena Gabor is with us. How mainstream is this, uh, Dr. Gabor? I mean, do you foresee a time, for example, when... Uh, for example, if you have a benefits package at your place of work, something like this might be covered. It may take a while, but I'm sure people will realize how efficient this technique is. It's not only a technique that could help overcome physical challenges, but it's also a self-discovery process. It allows you to learn more about yourself Through this past life regression process, you get to re-experience life from the standpoint of other aspects of yourself, which actually form your greater consciousness. So isn't that the purpose of life, in a sense, to know yourself, know thyself, right? So this is a wonderful process that could get you in that direction. And actually, through past life regression, you don't see only life. Uh, where you had really traumatic events that are actually influencing your, your current life, but you also see wonderful lives in, you, in which you did amazing to rediscover your skills, your talents, your abilities, your potential, to start having more confidence in yourself, to realize this is who I am today too, that part, that aspect of myself is still me. I can do the same thing in this life. Uh, is there any danger uh, when experiencing a past life? And if you were to re-experience a tragic, uh, a painful death, 
for example. Uh, let's say you were you you died in a fire in a previous life. I mean, could that not be so traumatic as to cause some, uh, I don't know, psychic or uh, um, psychological trauma? The fact that you're reviewing that life says that you are actually experiencing that trauma at some level every day of your life. So facing your fears, dealing with them, and releasing all the negative feelings, the whatever trauma you've extracted from that situation helps you actually release and end that suffering. You suffer every single day because of that traumatic event that happened in the along the journey of your soul, just like you suffer every day from traumatic events that occurred in childhood, for example. And it's the same as in psychotherapy, just that you're not only addressing the events of this life, you're addressing events of other existences as well. If someone so there's no oh. side effect. There is no danger because, first of all, as long as you work with the light, as long as you connect with the higher levels of consciousness, so hypnosis is the state of connection with your higher self. So as long as you are in that state, in that state of connection, you are guided by your spiritual guides and protected at all times. They show you only the things they know for sure you can handle. They will never show you things that could have any negative impact on you. They are your spiritual teachers. They know you better than anyone, better than you know yourself. How precise... Most hypnotherapists use these techniques. Now, are there bad in uh, people with bad intentions well there are people with bad intentions in all professions i guess right sure absolutely uh, how precise is this in the sense i mean does it operate like a time machine where you can take someone or they can take themselves to a specific time and place uh, or is it more sort of random uh, like you spin the wheel and let's see where you end up in terms of a past life i see no it's not random at all this process is guided by the higher self. It's not the client who chooses what life to see because they really don't know their lives, their past lives. It's the higher self and the spiritual guides and masters that show to the subconscious self and the client is connected, the conscious mind of the client is connected with the subconscious mind and it perceives through the subconscious mind all the details that are important for them to understand in order to reframe that whole thing, change their perspective, extract only the good from that and release all the negative feelings and beliefs. I, I can't tell you how... Uh over the years, you know, having witnessed so many of these, how tempted I am to to try it, but also conflicted at the same time, and that's just in a whole other another issue. But um, what I, I'd like to know what it is like for someone to undergo a past life regression. Is it like they find themselves in a movie? Uh, can they interact with their environment? Um, or are they simply getting fleeting glimpses of a previous life? Are they, are they getting smells, auditory? How does it work? First of all, 
I would love to take you, Richard, in in uh, past life regression, and after that, for you to see how ridiculous that fear of this process was. And some people have the ability to connect very deeply with those events, to really like be there, feel everything, see everything through the eyes of that past self, hear everything as if they're there. They even speak from that perspective. They even speak as if they were those past versions of themselves. And other people don't have so strong abilities to connect, they receive information either as images, as thoughts, as feelings, but it works for all of them. It doesn't really matter to which channel you receive the information. What matters is for you to get the point to do that transformation. Uh, you mentioned uh, the people speaking uh, the way, for example, that that person did in a previous life. I witnessed a past life regression with a colleague in radio, and he started to speak in a British accent, uh, and it was a credible accent. It wasn't, you know, like it wasn't like uh, um, Kevin Costner in Robin Hood. I mean, he did a, a, an excellent British accent, and he had knowledge of Northern England that he wouldn't have had. He, uh, so that was quite remarkable. Correct. A lot of people access information they have never thought of or read about or accessed in their current life, and they're extremely surprised that they know that. But it's a process of accessing information, actually. And even the scientists, for example, Nikola Tesla or Einstein, who were bringing so amazing information, they were doing the same thing. But they were connecting with a higher self level of consciousness and access information from the uh, higher self. Not about past life, but not about past lives, but about the topics they were interested in. Actually, Nikola Tesla was saying exactly that thing, that he's a receptor, that he's receiving information from the source of knowledge. Could he have been receiving information from the future, as some have suggested with Tesla, because he was, you know, seemingly light years ahead of his time? Nikola Tesla is a highly evolved soul. He was connecting with his higher self and accessing information for, from wherever he needed so all the information already exists, uh, whether in the universal mind, whether in all the other lives. The universal mind contains all the lives that already exist. So uh, tapping in the universal mind can provide any answer you have as long as you work on yourself to become a pure vessel to let go of that egoic programming that can interrupt the connection and can distort the information that comes from the higher self. What percentage of people cannot be hypnotized? Well, Richard, uh, aside from people that have psychological problems, severe conditions like um, people that I wouldn't work with, you know, from clear reasons, uh, other than that, all my clients were able to access past lives. They may have not been able to access from the first time. I work with them. I gave them recordings to practice at home. And then from the second sessions, they were able to access. And 
not being able to access a past life and not wanting to access a past life, not believing in it and refusing the whole process, they're totally different things. Everyone can access their higher self. Everyone can get into the state of hypnosis because actually the state of hypnosis is that state when you come from sleep before you become fully awake or when you go to sleep right before you fall asleep. So as long as you can fall asleep, then you can get into a state of hypnosis. And as long as you can get in a state of hypnosis, you can access and connect with your higher self. Are you able to do it remotely or do you have to be with the client uh, face-to-face? I don't have to be with a client. I have clients from all over the world and I'm so amazed by how deep they go even if we work through the phone or through Skype because actually even if they're next to me or somewhere else, they close their eyes and they just listen to my guidance. So it doesn't make any difference if I'm there or there's someone else. Can people, somewhere else. All right. And can, can people eventually learn to do this to themselves? Or would they, do they always need, like, for example, if you wanted to undergo a past life regression to resolve some obstacle in your life, do you go to see somebody or can you do it to yourself? I could do it to myself. And I, I, I did some self-past life regressions. But I prefer to to have someone else work on me, and um, I do it constantly with my students. The first client they work on is me. Is there a danger for some people that they turn this into sort of in a form of escapism? It's like, well, let's find out who I was in a previous life. So it's not necessarily therapeutic. It's more just curiosity. Uh, I have not met people like that at all because... Seeing past lives teaches you really amazing values and teaches you to be balanced. And that would be um, a state in which you wouldn't be balanced. So, so they really take in all those lessons. They really incorporate them in the way they think at the conscious level as well as the subconscious level. All right, uh, Dr. Gabor, uh, leave us with a website and, if, and, a, and a, f- a phone number or what have you if people want to get a hold of you and, um, and undergo a past life regression. My phone number is 310-614-9919. And my website, it's DR from Dr. and my last name, Gabor, G-A-B-O-R.com. D-R-G-A-B-O-R.com. All right. Well, as always, a real pleasure. And I thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation as always. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Richard. All right, Dr. Gabor. Of course, my greatest fear of reincarnation is that it's true and I'll have to sit through the ice capades again. It's another Woody Allen joke. All right. We'll end on that note. Thank you, Albert. Thank you, um, Mr. Robertson. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new show. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing hidden that won't be revealed, nothing concealed that won't be revealed, nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I say in a whisper, speak from the rooftops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.